Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. Hello, it's Wandering in the Word once again, coming to you from uh, a new location as we sort of wander throughout our building for Wandering in the Word. Um, but tonight, tonight, today, it's morning, actually, is it? Afternoon. Mm, yeah, afternoon. Holy buckets. All right. This afternoon, we're talking about the scripture passages for Sunday, January 23rd, shifting uh, over to the Gospel of Luke for some more epiphany-themed readings this week. Yeah, so we thought we'd come into the sanctuary then, right? We're going to hear a story about Jesus reading from the scroll. So this seemed as much fun place as any, and we wanted to have a whole bunch of red for people who are watching on Facebook to see our beautiful red carpet. <laughs> We're just sitting in a sea of red. This is our own red sea. Yes, right our own red sea. But um, um. Which is not one of the scripture passages we're reading for today. But No, but it is. It's, it's, yeah. Our little kids will know. They'll get that reference. Yeah, they will because yeah, we just talked about it. But um, well, why don't we, um, let's, let's dive <laughs> right in. Um, Melissa, you volunteered to read our gospel yep. reading. I sure, sure did. Uh, we are reading from Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 21. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread throughout the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O oh Christ. Christ. Well. Great. Yeah, so we, a couple weeks ago, Jesus was a baby. Then he was a, <laughs> then he was a teenager. Yeah. And then he was baptized uh two weeks ago and mm -hmm. now here he is he's getting ready yeah. to start his ministry kind of that's right mm -hmm. and the holy spirit is involved um we see in the first verse there then jesus filled with the power of the spirit returned to galilee so that seems like an important sort of uh contextual point to all of this that this is a very uh, spirit-led spirit-infused um kind of stage in jesus life yeah i think right before this isn't the spirit had driven him out into the wilderness yes and so he's coming back now into uh i don't know civilization um and has landed himself in in synagogues yeah he's going around the countryside and kind of um says you know is he returned the reports about him spread throughout all the surrounding country because he was teaching and was praised by everyone so he was he was bringing it. He was he was saying things that maybe challenged people or gave people hope or certainly got him talking. Yeah. Well, I think we'll find out later that I think he was challenging them a lot, uh, as I think maybe next week's story will will unveil. Oh, yeah. But um, but this is like pre pre social media in first century Palestine. But it's it's almost that sort of 
um, thing in my mind too, where like something is just suddenly shared far and wide and it just kind of blows up. Like Jesus has gone viral here to some extent in rural Galilee. Yeah, have you heard about this guy? You know, he's, he's saying these amazing things and uh, uh, we haven't, I don't think we've heard yet about miracles in Luke. When last week we got the gospel of John with the water and wine and the wedding, but here he's, he, I don't know if he's done anything yet. But his teaching and kind of his, what he's proclaiming is hitting people's attention. Um, well, it's interesting too. It's not new stuff. Like this is ancient text. This is part of their, their scripture, basically, as they're gathering on the Sabbath day in a, a sacred space to read um, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. Jesus is using these words that were probably already very familiar to the folks gathered there. Um, and then like the mic drop moment at the end where he says, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing and like, whoa, that is, that's a new thing. Yeah. That's, that's big. Well, think about it. I mean, if you're a people who've been oppressed and you've got, you know, this government that's taxing you, you know, taking your money in any possible form of living, you don't have any hope. Um, you know, you've cried out to God for help. And now there's this guy who's coming and, you know, seems to have a power in his speech and seems to be kind of speaking with the voice of God and, and even reads this, these ancient words that have been words of hope for the Israel for generations that, you know, someone's going to come that the spirit of the Lord will be upon them. And, you know, he's going to release the captives and recover sight to the blind and there'll be good news for the poor you know, and that the year of the Lord's favor is going to come back. Like everything's going to be equalized. Like you get excited, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think about like, you know, we just had Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, remembrance yesterday. And, you know, and he came and said these like powerful words that were backed up with action that inspired people to a radical change. Um, and I think that, I mean, that's kind of, similar maybe to what Jesus was doing. He was like in giving this hope, you know, that the things can be different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. had that, you know, I have a dream kind of idea. Like things can be different folks. Um, and as is always the case, I mean, even in Jesus time, like they put him on a cross ultimately, you know, um, but gave us a glimpse of what's possible. And Jesus seems to be doing that so much so that like, yeah, there's no social media, there's no telephones, there's not, there's kind of a mail service, but in this sense, it's just like word of mouth. People are like, this guy is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it is. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the whole idea of all the eyes in the synagogue yeah. are just like fixed on Jesus, just like following him as he goes to sit down. Um, that he does have this just very kind of compelling, um, I don't know, it's, there's some sense about him that people are Presence like, about him, yeah, kind of a is, charisma. Must have been said with some authority, mm, that they believed him instead of just laughing it off. And, <laughs> yeah. This guy. Yeah, that happens, that happens later. Right. <laughs> a few verses. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at this point, yeah, he's still being praised and respected and listened to. Um, and I think in verse 18, too, as he's quoting Isaiah, that word anointed sticks out to me mm -hmm. that that um, he has anointed me to bring good news, that Jesus is the anointed one, which is what Messiah 
means the anointed one. And so this is, um, yeah, this is, this is like a new era now. Oh gosh, could this really be the Messiah? Yeah, things are, there's like this new hope, like a new chapter, a new beginning. And this is the beginning of Jesus' ministry here mm -hmm. for him, um, for, from the story's perspective. So um, it's kind of an energizing text. I like it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I read it a couple of weeks ago to pick the things, I was like, oh, this is not, <laughs> no, this, it did not inspire excitement in me. I was like, oh, Jesus goes, stands up, and reads a Bible verse in the church and sits down. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, water's been turned to wine this week. I know. Yeah. How boring. That's not, <laughs> but yeah, hearing it, hearing it now, again, it's like, this is, I mean, in some ways, this is kind of what our calling is yet, you know, to proclaim hope, to proclaim the good news that God is up to something new. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and that for us, and that's fulfilled in Jesus Christ 2000 years ago, and it still is fulfilled in Jesus today. Um, you know, this scripture is, is being fulfilled in our hearing, you know, through all kinds of different big and small ways, um, which is exciting. Yeah, so yeah. thanks be to God. Yeah, indeed. Well, hey, I have an exciting announcement. So we decided oh, we were going we to wait and see how long people sat through this wandering <laughs> the word and pay attention. But um, I got Are engaged so last weekend, which is very exciting. I am super stoked. So, um, yes, we got to. We have a little bubbly. Yeah, we do. We're having um, we're having a Welch's toast this morning. Here, I better fill the newly engaged first here. Uh, and we as colleagues are so excited for yes. Ellery and Denise as they kind of embark on a new chapter of their relationship. Yes. So mm -hmm. praise God for the Cheers, friends. Cheers. Yes. Um, yes, to new beginnings. I don't know how that quite fits in with the text, but last oh, week's true. text would have been much better. That's true. Boy, you really timed that wrong. You should have checked the lecture. Sure, a... <laughs> well, funny thing. So uh, I proposed on a Thursday night, and um, we went to church on Sunday. And oh. what are the what's the Bible text that we hear? It's the wedding. The wedding at Cana. <laughs> and then the wedding yes. planning gears just started to turn, right? Yes. Yeah, so During like... the sermon, you were... <laughs> Well, I, I learned from the preacher down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, who had a great South Carolina accent, <laughs> but um, they told me that, or they, they, in their sermon, shared some story. So it was basically like asking a kid, what did they learn from this story? And they said, well, you better invite Jesus to your wedding. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good advice. So I think that's pretty good advice on, on multiple levels. So um, um, anyway, yes, very exciting. Um, more news to come on that in the coming. Uh, we don't have any plans yet, but <laughs> in the coming months, we're getting married. Yeah, turn it out, it's going to happen. We'll get it figured out. So, um, well, put your congratulations in the comments, and mm -hmm. then other people can be inspired to keep listening to figure out why everybody's congratulating Ellery. Yeah, <laughs> yes. What's going on? It's not a secret, but uh, we're using this for marketing purposes, I guess. So, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just kidding. No, it's great. It is great. Um, well, anyways, yes, I'm very excited, and we should move on. Uh, yes, as we so, sip our sparkling grape yes. juice, we'll be... I'm going to keep drinking my sparkling grape juice, and we'll move on to the New Testament reading today, which I think mm -hmm. Pastor Brandy's going to read. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. This is a continuation of last week's New Testament uh, reading, so some of the same themes. Um, chapter 12, starting at verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body... So it is with Christ. 
For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. There's your tie. Yeah. <laughs> we're all made to drink of one spirit. Yes. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. Well, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but strive for the greater gifts. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Whew, that was a little long-winded there. That is a mouthful. <laughs> the word body about 20 times in those verses. Um, yes. Really driving home the point that we are the body of Christ. <laughs> that is the, the yeah. <laughs> can't really get around that reality right there. Yeah, I like the, um, I mean, this is a, it's a great text to think about. I mean, you know, it's, I think so often we want to think, well, the church is all the people who are just like me, mm. you know, um, in my we, church, my church, right? And, you know, unfortunately here in, in, um, uh, you know, in, in Minot, North Dakota, you know, we, we all look very similar. Um, I, the church I was at in South Carolina was um, a little more diverse than here. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was a little more diverse. But the um, city of Myrtle Beach is definitely more diverse than Minot, North Dakota <laughs> as well. But, you know, there, there is beauty in our differences. Um, and I fall into the same trap, too. It's so easy to be like, well, I want everyone to be like me, think like me, act like me, look like me. But that's not what we're, it's not what this church is about, you know. Yeah. Um, and we do that to our, to our detriment. Mm-hmm. There's greater gifts in, in gathering together people who have different, different perspectives, different abilities, you know, like it says, if, if everyone were an I, you know, how in the world would you hear anything? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a great illustration. Yeah. And even that going down a little farther, where it talks about, you know, even the smallest part is super important. I was thinking about that as I was um, assembling an Ikea dresser. <laughs> and like we lost one of the little screws, but it like, there's only one of them, but it like held like everything together. <laughs> it seems so, it seems so unimportant until we couldn't find yeah. it for a minute because oh, it was yeah. hiding under the, 
you know, hiding under something. And it was like, oh, that little, that little piece, super important. Um, and I think that's true for all, you know, we, we need each other. We yeah. need community. We need this body. Because that's how we were created. I mean, that's yeah. God's intention for this community of faith uh, of Christ followers is that we would sort of be that body of Christ on earth when, you know, Jesus is no longer walking among us in quite the same way as we read about in Luke chapter four, like then that falls to us and not any one of us could be Jesus by ourselves. Yeah. Like, there is no way, but together we can make a pretty good attempt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think this is a great message that we talk about with kids a lot. Yeah. And youth, yes. is, it's a great message. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good message for all of us, but, you know, as we're feeling unimportant or like we don't fit in or something, um, yeah, we do fit in. We need each other. And I like that verse 26 where it talks about if one member suffers and everyone suffers together with it. And you think of the people who have like broken one little toe on a foot and it like Mm. changes their life for for a minute there Um, because it's so painful and it makes walking hard. It makes getting dressed hard. Like it just impacts so much of your life that you would never imagine. And that one little hurt impacts the whole being. And then conversely if one member is honored all rejoice together with it and that's one of the that's one of the great joys of being community too is that we get to to divide our hardships and multiply our joys and um what a gift you don't have to do this life thing alone yeah well going back to verse um 13 i mean i kind of skipped over but i was reading it just now again i'm like that is like a really powerful statement we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we're all made to drink of one spirit. Like we, that unifying. Like so, we were in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, that was one of the biggest um, ports for the slave trade. Mm-hmm. And so, um, obviously, you know, Christianity a few hundred years ago, even uh, I mean, even some places even now, you know, don't recognize this oneness. There, there, no God has created us differently, and um like the radicalness of these words that no it doesn't matter you know american canadian mexican um you know north dakota and carolinian whatever like none of that republican democrat stuff that is all wiped away yeah all of our human distinctions all all in comparison to this unity that we have in the spirit yeah, yeah all of the human walls we try to set up around ourselves um you know, to keep others out, to keep us in, is, you know, this, this, Jesus wipes that gone. We are all one. It's an aspiring thing because we still <laughs> fail. It is oh, we fall short. Yeah. Like, this is kind of our calling. Like, this is what Jesus, this radical message that people heard and spread around the countryside, you know, um, it, it, it is this idea. We are one. Um, baptized the spirit unites us together and all of those distinctions fall away um, ah, that's beautiful yeah um, in a world so divided by everything you know uh, all the more aspi- aspirational but anyways well any uh, closing thoughts here folks
No, I think I'm ready to hear your, your thoughts for the sermon on Sunday. <laughs> yes, well, it's going to be amazing. Um, <laughs> and any other thoughts from our listeners or viewers that you want to share with us? We'd love to hear them. Indeed. Add them to the mix. We would love to. So, yeah, well, uh, we hope you can join us for worship um, uh, this Sunday, uh, January 23rd, whatever time, uh, live or in person, um, recorded some other time. But, uh, yeah, we hope you, you can wander in this word um, in your own life, and uh, we're glad you could join us today. So for Pastor Brandy, Melissa, and myself, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone.